0: People always ask if August Vircos are the same as September Vircos or what's the difference? What's the difference between an October Scorpio and a November Scorpio? What's the difference between a November Sagittarius and a December Sagittarius and so forth? Now, I'm not here to say which one is better and all i'm going to do is give some insight yeah into the textures there's three different textures so as you know there are 12 signs 12 ways of being 12 evolutionary processes 12 signs of the zodiac and they're each assigned 30 degrees 12 times 30 or 360 degree circle Now, within those 30 degrees, we have three segments. So we can subdivide those 30 degrees into three sets of 10 degrees. Now, there's three different textures. And as a body, celestial body moves through, a heavenly body moves through those degrees, they basically take on a certain texture or a certain feel so for example if the sun sign so you know the sun moves um day one of it being the sign at zero degrees yeah so it's gonna spend it's gonna go through all 30 degrees of that sign and then the first 10 degrees it will be take on the home energy and then the next 10 degrees it will take on the take on traits of the following sign of that same element and then the next 10 degrees will be the next sign within that same element so let's take Libra for example the first 10 degrees if the sun's journeying through the zodiac Yeah, and the sun's journeying through one sign of 30 degrees. Uh, In the first 10 degrees, it will be going through Libra, Libra, Venus, Libra energy. Now, when the sun reaches, when the sun goes past the 10th degree, it will be stepping into more Saturn, Uranian. Libra kind of terrain. Because the next sign involved is Aquarius. And then, with the third one, we're going to Gemini. So, if someone is basically born with their sun at 15 degrees Libra, this person will take on um, some of those Aquarian, Aquarian, their sun sign or their sense of becoming... Their process of becoming their journey or things that make them feel centered um you know or how they want to be seen by others uh, there will be some Aquarian shares in that libra now with with the whole um if someone's born in 23 degrees libra then yeah gemini will have some shares or have a say in um the person's Libra traits as well. And if the person's born at five degrees, then that person will show Libra Libra, fully um Venusian Libra traits as far as that as far as that sun goes, that sun sign. That sun. So yeah, that's the decans. So with Aries, you've got the first ten degrees. Aries-Aries, that's Mars-Aries. And when we go on to anything after 10 degrees, it's Leo-Aries or solar Aries, Sun-Aries. And anything after 20 degrees, we will have Jupiter or Sagittarian type of Aries as a decan. With Taurus, you have the Taurus-Venus Um, Taurus, then you'll have the next ten, which is the Mercury Virgo Taurus, and then you have the Saturn Capricorn Taurus, give off more of a Saturn Capricorn kind of feel. Yeah, with Gemini, you'll have the Mercury Gemini Gemini, then you'll have the following air sign. You'll have more of a Venusian. Gemini, and then you have Aquarius Gemini in the third decan, so and so forth. So that's the decans for you. And I find it useful because it, if you're putting um, an individual's chart under the microscope and you really want to zoom in for the details, Virgos will love that. If you really want to zoom in for the details, then yeah the decans definitely help give you see more of a texture you see different different textures as you zoom in and you pay attention to the degrees or how far a planet including the sun and the moon the luminaries have journeyed into a sign so yeah very slept on very slept on but still important the decans Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, good evening from London. It's Echo, Man of the Houses, Astrology, here broadcasting live from the UK. Hello, it's a Kilon Shaleh, Hola, hala, Namaste, Kamusta, Privyet, Ninhau, Kinichiwa, Salam, Salamu, Salam alaikum, Jumbo, Guten Tag, Barevzet, all of that hope everyone's good. In this episode, this is part one, I will be exploring on why the sooner we look at signs as processes, the better. Now, this is part one, and I'll be touching on the 12 zodiac signs. Are we looking at them as a fast food grab, quick bite method to gain insights into someone's personality or world events? And is there more to the zodiac signs than the general forecast alert that you get on your phone? or the back of the newspaper that meets the eye question would it help if we looked at these 12 ways of being taking into consideration the element the mode and masculine and feminine types of energy to give more depth and meaning to the 12 signs another question would it help if we looked at these 12 pillars of development these 12 styles of attire these 12 energies as adjectives these are good questions that astrologers and those interested who have a penchant for astrology should be asking and if the 12 signs are the adjectives and planets are the nouns wouldn't it help if we looked at the 12 signs as 12 models of human experience or 12 archetypes of human involvement basically If we're seduced by the idea of investigating or recalling all the attributes we can about that one star sign that pertains to the season we're born in, are we doing a service or a disservice to our vast potential? That natal chart with the symbols of starry language that's like a map, a diagram of a packet of of a plant on the back of a packet of seeds showing what it could grow into. Are we not missing out on how the other 11 processes assist in our approaches and expressions to life? Or is that one sign the sole owner, the largest shareholder, the judge, jury, executioner of it all? There's so many questions to ask. Stereotype astrology as opposed to archetype astrology. Now we have the planets that are parts of the personality and if we're just looking at the core self in the attire it's in, the sign it's in, which shows how that part of personality plays out, what about the other 11 processes? What about the other parts of the personality that are in those signs that have dialogue with each other, harmonious or tense? What about that? What if the star sign was just descriptive of the type of energy? That of the brightest star? Star sign, star, brightest star. The sun. If that were the case, didn't we download the others for our psychological makeup? So... I could be in a conversation. She tells me she's a Sag, so she's fiercely loyal, in relationships and not a commitment for her but all. I'm thinking, hmm, this isn't the usual that I hear about Sagittarius. Sagittarius usually is very free-spirited, enthusiastic, hard to cage down. So there must be another part of the psyche that does lack the commitment. And seeing as Venus doesn't travel too far outside of the sun's orbit, maybe this Venus is in Scorpio and maybe that gives it some more fixicity and binds it more to the liking for a relationship or commitment. Now, does that one sign show all the potential, all the drives, all the urges, all the motivations? Mm-mm. You're missing out. You're missing out if you just want to tune into that one sign. I'm a Virgo. I'm a Gemini. I'm a Pisces. I'm a Sag. So that means. So that means. What about the rising sign? What about the sun sign? What about the moon sign? The Mercury sign? What about the vehicle for your chart, the vehicle for your personality. There could be certain alignments from other planets that give you a sort of a tank, a strong, you know, built ready for war kind of persona. Then you've got your sun sign, which shows what you want to be perceived as and your core self, things that make you feel centered, things that activities that you do that you shine in life and you need to know what sign these planets are in or these parts of the personality you're in to get the best of them these signs have agendas and tasks as well and these contribute to the collective psyche so you could have a Sagittarius and Their Moon sign could be Capricorn, their Venus sign could be Capricorn, their Mars sign could be Capricorn, their Mercury sign could be Capricorn. They may come across as more of a Capricorn than a Sagittarius, than a stereotypical Sagittarius. And we actually do element weighting as well, when you weigh up the elements as well, as in fire, earth, air, water, and match up the modes, cardinal, fixed mutable cardinal the initiators fix those who sustain and the mutable you've got the whole adapting when you take that into consideration it's a completely different ball game and a lot of this planets, houses, aspects retrogrades this is accountable for why sometimes two. People born in the same sign are not similar. And another thing is, you may have one person who's of that sun sign, who is really in tune with their calling, their their vocational calling, their mission, their goal, which is what the sun sign illustrates, represents. Then you may have another native of that sun sign, who is not accepting that invitation and just ends up wallowing in the worst of the opposite sign or indulging in the worst of the opposite sign you could have a Virgo who's not really being dutiful or carrying out a service carrying out a service or being effective and efficient or applying attention to, to detail and they just end up victimising themselves and can also be drawn to substance abuse or misuse. The worst of Pisces. Now, this is not uncommon. You've also got other components that basically show there's more to just the star sign situation. Someone born on a moon on a Capricorn moon could behave in a way that they want to be taken seriously and respected and might be more realistic about their talents and less flashy. So a Leo born with a Capricorn moon born on a Capricorn moon may not be as flashy as a Leo born on a more fiery type of moon. You might also have someone born on the moon in Aquarius who behave in a more friendly manner, you know, be more instinctively aware of the larger picture, more sociable seeking to better the lives of people everywhere, you know. So the behaviour needs style and nurturing and parenting of individuals and how they are at their worst is modified By the sign that that planet is in especially the moon sign with regards to behaviour and the same with Mercury the decision making styles of learning will vary so a native who's got Mercury and Capricorn who was born when uh, the planet Mercury planet of perception, communication bartering, exchange, learning short journeys, neighbours when that's in the attire of Capricorn which is more Authority based It's more Reserved uh, Ambitious related Serious You join the two together Or Capricorn is the how For the what Which is Mercury You're going to get This is going to contribute A A concentrate A certain type of concentration On a matter hand, And And it's it's great for conservative thinking and discipline. And then you've got the native who was born on Mercury in Aquarius, who may be the open-minded truth seeker, and very set in their ways once their mind's made up. So you've also you also have a native who's got who was born with uh, Venus and Capricorn, Venus pertaining to the styles Sense of attractiveness, values, talents, money, uh, socializing, aesthetic tastes. Now, someone born with Venus and Capricorn might be attracted to appropriate behavior types. So, people who are dignified, not unruly, well-mannered. You have a certain kind of decorum, and they'd like to be seen as dignified and. Um, it's not uncommon for them it's not uncommon for them to have a defined bone structure as well similar to Capricorn Risings and then you've got the Venus and Aquarius native who may have a penchant for aquarium points of interest such as social media friends, I mean Aquarius is the sign of brotherhood sisterhood and Friends, it's not not uncommon for friends to emerge from the friend zone to become lovers, partners to these natives Uh, These natives are cool, friendly and they're most likely to conform to, they're, they're not the most likely to conform actually they're not the most likely to conform to traditional arrangements so yeah, if in certain customs where the partner's chosen for an individual not the case here not at all now every process or pillar of development has its own sort of mantra Aries I am Taurus I have Gemini I think Cancer I feel Leo I will Virgo I analyse Libra I balance Scorpio I desire Sagittarius I aim Capricorn I use Aquarius I know Pisces I believe now when these parts of the parts of the psyche are placed in these attires with their mantra or mission statement that pretty much pertains to that part of the personality and how will it show in the area of life aka house so a native could have a let's say a Virgo moon in the sixth house now this is a type of individual who will who gets a sort of anchorage from analyzing and then with the moon also pertaining to the mum as well, the mum may have been seen as dutiful as she may have been really busy as well. So Virgo traits can be can apply to how the mum was seen as by the child uh, with regards to early emotional bonds. And the moon is, the, is very private. It's what... Is what the the outside world will not see every day, as opposed to the sun. And to live with this person, you'd see everything. You'd see the Virgo moon. You may see the the workaholic. You might see everything carefully organized and prioritized. And in the sixth house as well, which also shares themes with Virgo, the person may be very May have cultivated a very healthy lifestyle or very fit lifestyle or lifestyle where there's details, scrutiny, putting something under the microscope as opposed to Pisces, which which telescope, a much broader picture. Now, when I say I'm a Virgo, if someone says they're a Virgo, we identify with just one procedure. And... We're missing out on a wholesome picture. I mean, we're excluding the others, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So sometimes we missed it because, you know, not all Virgos are introverts, not all Leos are extroverts. So not all Pisceans want to escape and do ayahuasca or or dance, and not not all Scorpios are out for revenge. So, we all have a birth chart, a visual representation of the moment of time that we're born from a specific place, fully inclusive of all the 12 signs. That way we get all and no one is deficient. Even if in that chart, which looks crazy with all the symbols and squiggly lines, Even if there's nothing in a particular house. Which has a sign on the cusp. Showing attitudes. Taken towards that area of life. Even if there's no planets in there. It doesn't mean. You're deficient. Of. Of a sign in you. You know. So. Those 12 signs are all activated. In various ways. In various areas of life. And. And. It just doesn't make sense to simplify yourself, you know, to the point where it's like these planets are key players in their in their kit, which are the signs. And it just makes no sense driving past the stadium with these key players in their attire, in different parts of the pitch. And some are running forward, some are running back and have harmonious and energetic dialogue. So running back, running forward, I'm talking about the direct motion and the retrograde motion and, and the dialog I'm talking about the aspects, the angular distance between these, these planets, these key players, these parts of the psyche. So just because one way of being, one sign might dominate your personality doesn't mean that the other 11 are not there. And if you were to assign a point system weighing up the signs of the planets against the modes like i said you'd see that someone who had sun scorpio moon mercury venus and mars all in the sign of sag could come across as more of a sag even though the calling or mission of that individual still pertains to the scorpio process to transform to be an alchemist Now, these signs or these processes, they have needs, they've got certain glyphs, and they have and they're archetypes as well. So Aries basically pertains to the warrior pioneer archetype, and its needs are to compete, be spontaneous, be free, be an adventure seeker, be a risk taker, and enterprise as well. Taurus. Is basically the earth spirit And it needs sensuality It needs stability It needs security as well Gemini The storyteller, the journalist Gemini's present Gemini needs communication Gemini needs variety and change Gemini needs Stimulation of the intellectual type It needs to be mobile It needs to be on the move Cancer Cancer's archetype is the mum Cancer cancer needs That nurturing environment It needs to belong It it needs to support It needs to be supported It needs closeness It needs care It needs emotional security And a sense of familiarity with uh, Physical anchorage Or surroundings Leo, the king, the queen, the monarch, the performer. Also, the the infant, the child. Actually, Leo needs loyalty. Leo needs career. Leo needs that self-expression of the creative talk, of the creative type. He needs self-promotion. Virgo, the servant. Perfectionist. Virgo needs service. Needs to needs to relate to service. It needs to, to be in a phase of constant improvement. Virgo discriminates. Virgo's orderly. Even if appearing disorderly. Libra. The lover. The artist, the reconciler. Libra Libra needs harmony, cooperation, equality, fairness, social involvement, partnership. And then we move on to Scorpio. Intense involvement is needed. Trust. There has to be a sort of empowerment involved in what they're doing. There's got to be some sort of, Scorpios like integrity and his archetype is the sorcerer the hypnotist Sagittarius the philosopher the gypsy the nomad Sagittarius is very drawn to ideals and ethics travel and freedom strategy growth expansion Capricorn, the father opposite to Cancer, the mum tradition and regularity, boundaries, definition, recognition and approval. Aquarius is the revolutionary, the scientist, the genius. Aquarius is drawn to independence, innovation, excitement, social concerns, Pisces. Devoted Pisces Has a penchant for creativity Service through caring Ideals as opposed to Virgo's perfection The mystical His archetype is the dreamer The poet So as I just said Pisces as opposed to Virgo That's a little hint going on there as well Pisces Virgo Sagittarius Gemini Libra Aries Scorpio Taurus, Leo, Aquarius. They form an axis, these two signs, and they're opposite. They're opposites. And they are usually complementary elements as well. For example, earth, water, air, fire. So it's very interesting to see how these play out. And... They are similar in different ways. You know, Pisces and Virgo are drawn to service. Very drawn to service. Whereas Taurus and Scorpio are about possessions. Whereas Taurus is about my possessions. Scorpio could be the other person's possessions. Taurus, simplicity, Scorpio, complexity. That's just a little sample of how signs, they help each other. They inform each other as well. And Taurus also builds from where Aries starts. And then Gemini adds some mobility to the picture. Keeping it moving. Cancer adds feeling. And then you've got... The rulers of Cancer and Leo, the Moon and the Sun together, and then you've got Mercury either side, Gemini, Virgo, and then you've got Venus either side of of the Mercury. You've got Taurus, Libra, and going all the way round to the top, where you have Neptune, Jupiter, Pisces, and then Saturn on either side ruling. Aquarius and Capricorn. So there's a flowing relationship. There's a flowing relationship between the signs as well. Um, I mean, let's take Scorpio, for example, which is deep and excavates. And you've got Sagittarius, which needs to bring things out into the open and bring some more optimism to the scene. Libra might not be willing to confront the murky, uglier sides of life. Then you've got Scorpio following Libra that feels that it's necessary to confront the ugly side of life and that it's superficial not to and Scorpio can be all or nothing black or white showing some extremes you've also got Libra which adds a bit of refinement to Virgo adds some more tact some more charm you've got Virgo who carries on from Leo saying, maybe we can make less mistakes performing in the background, not with the lights, camera and action dazzling the performer and the performance. And you've got Leo bringing some will, bringing some courage, some bravery to where cancer left off. So it's a flowing relationship. And besides that, you've got the elements as well if you look at the signs, you see there's some clues with regards to relationships. You've got fire, earth, air, water, fire, earth, air, water, fire, earth, air, water, fire, earth, air, water. Now, these elements, as cool as they sound, and and as cool as it sounds to be mystical, they have meaning, so they give some clues to what the sign is about as well. So... Fire is initiatory, it's also it's also intuitive as well. It gets things done, it's it's forthgoing. And you've got the air which is more concerned with ideas as well, which comes off the earth, which is about more stability, being grounded, sustaining, uh, being practical. What's practical? Is it pragmatic? Is it useful? fire, earth, air and you've got water the emotions be in the container absorbing feeling some things can't be rationalised and that's what the water signs offer to the zodiac so every pillar of development process has has its contributions to make to the, to the zodiac And all the planets, all the parts of the personality are styled in them. So we gain more knowledge of self as we journey through all 12 processes. And it's like, you know, we go from, let's say, Aries, I, to, you know, I I equals us, Libra. And there's evolutionary strategies involved There's coded instructions There's methodologies There's goals So there's so much to take into consideration Not just the science And the science They can be classified into three groups of four Which are the modes, the qualities um, So we've got cardinality as well We've got fixed, we've got mutable So, you know, and cardinal signs usually are the hinges of the seasons, they're the beginning. And Aries basically is to do with basically like pushing forward. So then you've got Cancer, you've got Libra. So, you know, summer solstice, winter solstice, um, these signs are very pivotal in that as well now when cardinal people with cardinal placements if they are undeveloped this person will lack initiative and might need others to basically give them a jump start they might not be participants in real life they could avoid crisis whereas someone who's well developed is able to start things is motivated goal oriented good in crisis in touch with the here and now and you've got someone who's overdeveloped who might have a difficulty in completing things that they're always starting and they might not cooperate with others easily because they're so bent on the goal and you know only concerned with the here and now now you've got fixed signs which are Taurus Scorpio Leo Aquarius You know, these are, they offer the Zodiac or they offer the personality persistence and reliability, stability. So they can be quite resistant to change, being pushed. And, but they're very good at sustaining, especially maintaining, preserving the status quo. And an undeveloped fixed sign will basically show lack of willpower it will stick at nothing it's flimsy it just has no not much backbone folds easily blown all over the place whereas someone who's decided to really hone in and develop the part of their personality that's in a fixed sign will be more determined will be more self-willed be more reliable will stay on it and they'll have enormous energy sort of like a locomotive might be a bit slower to start but once it gets going it can't be stopped then you've got the overdeveloped side of things as well where the overdeveloped fixicity in a person's chart will show stubbornness um, rigidness they'll get stuck in a rut then you've got mutable signs Your Virgo... Gemini... Sagittarius and Pisces... Not in that order... So... You've got... These signs which... They've... They've got to live... They've got to live more than they talk... But... Great at adapting... Great at adapting... You want... You want a mutable... You want that mutable energy in your team... If you're looking to adapt... Although it can be restless could be restless and it needs to be interested and it's not the most confrontational energy and can be inconsistent. Now undeveloped mutable energy will show unable to basically adapt or adjust and it's quite narrow whereas natives with well-developed mutable energy are more flexible adaptable able to coexist they have good room to adjust or they make good room to adjust have good flexibility they're curious whereas you've got the overdeveloped the OTT mutable which in a person's chart would show them to be basically malleable And you know, just over, just over accommodating, Um, easily distracted, easily sidetracked, and very scattered, anxious, goalless. So you know, you've got your, you've got your modes, you've got your axis. Where the theme of Aries and Libra is competition versus cooperation You've got Taurus and Scorpio Sex Resourcefulness You've got Gemini and Sagittarius pertaining to how knowledge is dispersed You've got Cancer and Capricorn Matriarchal versus the patriarchal And Leo and Aquarius The wills and Virgo and Pisces service so like I said they're opposite in similar ways there's flowing relationships between the elements there's flow in relationships between the signs all planets are in the sign all planets pertain to parts of the psyche and if we're willing to develop ourselves be the best versions of ourselves possible why not take all of the parts of the psyche into consideration. Why just the core self or how we want to be seen? Let's get to work on our emotions, our physical, emotional anchorage, our styles of perception, communication, learning, our tastes, what harmonizes us, our sense of attractiveness, how we assert ourselves, our drives, our hunter energy, our sexual styles, our sense of limitations, restrictions, fears, Thickest fears' strongest strengths are sent our genius energy, ability to reform, our guru energy, the inner guru, our sense of expansion of seeing a bigger picture, our ability to transform, regenerate, catharsis, where 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 skeletons come out of the closet. And also our beliefs, our beliefs and how, what we yearn for, and our artistry and our spirituality. So, what about those? It's about time we took those into consideration and stopped just looking at that one sign. So, that was part one of on why we should look at the signs as processes and not just our signs. I'm Echo Shan, man of the houses from the United Kingdom. I hope you all have a blessed remainder of the day, whatever part of the world you're from. And you hear a lot more from me, so I'm just warming up. And yeah, hold it down. Stay safe. Take care. Bless up. Peace.